0: Listening to KRUI
1: 89.7. I've heard this before. Sure, you have. It's the hustle. KRUI, Iowa City Sound Alternative. and welcome to A Moment with Divine. I'm your host, Divine Huff, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Please remember that I welcome your direct messages. If you want to, or if you feel the need, feel the draw, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Divine, that's D-I-V-I-I-N. DM me with your suggestions and comments on the show. Well, last week we had a very intriguing guest, Lance Bennett. Ph.D. candidate at the University of Iowa in communication studies and licensed minister. We talked about his studies on emotions and how they can be contagious, major themes he's found in his research, how and when he became a licensed minister, his beliefs in energy, religion in the Black community, creativity, and more. Well, this week we'll be hearing from an amazing woman, Cindy Shaw, owner at Renewal Skin and Body Center and licensed esthetician. We will be talking about how she got into the skincare game, the best parts of her job, how others can work in their passion, how she knew she got signs from god building her faith positive thinking surrounding herself with cool people even if you don't think you're cool yet connection to people and getting closer to god how positive thinking has affected her family life her creative side and more but first let me give a little introduction as to how i know cindy we met at our church bethel ame where she was the choir director when i first joined up until recently I was in the choir and was blessed by her energy and beautiful singing voice. Cindy is the kind of person who embraces you and it always feels genuine. She truly accepts people for who they are and encourages them to be their authentic selves without judgment. Her smile is contagious and her laugh brightens up the room. I had the privilege of getting a facial done by her and have used her products. To say that they're amazing is an understatement. I am so blessed and elated to have her on the show today. Without further ado, I give you Cindy Shaw. Cindy how are you? Hey Divine.
0: thank you so much for having inviting me to be on your radio show today I was very flattered to um, be invited to do that and I'm excited to spend this hour with you.
1: Yay thank you so much for coming and I'm glad that you found me because it's like a maze in this building so you found you followed my really intricate uh, instructions on how to get here. Yes, yes. <laughs> quick left, quick right, up the stairs, up the elevator. <laughs> yep. so, so I have a few questions for you, so let's get to it. Okay. So our first question is, uh, what projects do you have coming up? Anything?
0: Uh, so right now, at least in uh, my business, um, which as you mentioned, um, my skin salon is called Renewal Skin and Body Center, and it's here in Iowa City. Um, so in the beauty industry, holiday time is always pretty busy, um, I had my holiday open house in November, and then through November and December, um, it's all about servicing my clients, um, whatever it is they need, whether they you know need to come in for some relaxation, or their skin needs some kind of improvement in its health, or whether they're shopping for gifts for people. Um, I'm there to do whatever whatever they need. Yeah. And one thing I offer in December is kind of a unique ser- unique service is with their skin treatment, they can um, get what, what I call a peppermint twist. Ooh, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. So I kind of created it at the request of one of my clients, actually. Um, it, it, in addition to the regular facial um, then the client gets um, a unique um, hand treatment and a foot and leg massage and a foot treatment with a peppermint oil infused essential oil blend that helps soothe the muscles and um, helps the respiration and helps some de-stress.
1: And also gives you all those positive memories from growing up when you had peppermint sticks and, yeah. and all that good stuff. And peppermint, doesn't it feel kind of cool when yes. you put it on? Yep. 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 It does. That's so cool. So how did you get into the skincare game?
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is kind of a long story. Um, for those uh, people who knew me growing up, um, I was a tomboy and I was lived on a farm. I had horses, raised rabbits, was in 4-H, was a total tomboy. So to think that I would end up in the skincare and makeup business would be you know, kind of crazy at the time. Um, and it really wasn't until um, way after I graduated from college and was working and um, I actually got into being a Mary Kay beauty consultant in 1995, and so that's kind of where like the seed was planted for, you know, things in the skincare in the cosmetic realm. And it was just something I did for years um, as a part-time thing, something fun. Um, but it was so invaluable to um, get me to where I am now. Um, I didn't really realize it at the time. Um, so it took so started that in 1995, but I was, at the time, I was managing a retail store, Um, then I went to do some other jobs, and then when um, my husband uh, went to law school, um, we needed one of us to be able to have benefits, and it wasn't going to be him, so um, (laughs) I was able to uh, get a job at the University of Iowa in a research lab, and it was many years into that job where I was realizing that I wasn't passionate about what the research was um, i liked my job i liked the students i liked the professor that i was working for um, all that was great um, but these you know undergraduates and these grad students were you know really into the research they were really excited about what they were the questions that they were exploring in the research um, and even though i liked my job i just couldn't get excited i didn't have that passion and um, you know i was approaching midlife and kind of started thinking, you know, what am I supposed to be doing for the rest of my life? Because I don't, I don't think this is it. And so I started doing a lot of soul searching, basically, and um, a lot of praying, um, a lot of thinking about, you know, what what is, you know, what is God's purpose for me in this life? Um, I don't think it's staying in this research lab forever. And uh, so He, God, just kept nudging me that He wanted me to help people, which is something that I really hadn't done a lot of in my previous career. I was typically like in vet clinics and horse farms and pet stores and research lab where it's kind of more behind the scenes. Yeah, there's some people contact, but not not really helping people. And um, so I really, it, it took me a lot of months um, of that prayer and meditation and listening for his answers and just kept going back to, like, in my Mary Kay business, um, you know, it's it's selling skincare and cosmetics. But you're spending time with women, um, you're getting to know them, um, you're teaching them how to, you know, take care of their skin, or you're teaching them how to apply eyeshadow or whatever, whatever it is. And that may sound really simple, but... Um, But to a lot of women, it's something that is really important to them. And if they didn't learn it, say, growing up or or they aren't confident in the way that they take care of their skin or apply their beauty products, um, they do appreciate having somebody come in. and especially when it's like, you know, the privacy of their home, it's not out in the middle of a mall where everybody can stare at them. Um, or
1: I used to get my eyebrows threaded in the middle of the mall. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And you're kind of like, what's everybody looking at? No.
1: <laughs> so,
0: you know, there was a lot of gratification for me in that um, I could help them do that and I, could, and I could, you know, affect that difference in that little bit. And, and Mary Kay Ash herself, the founder of Mary Kay, um, She was a very smart woman and very uh, value-oriented woman who wanted the company not just to strictly be a direct selling company, she wanted the consultants to, um, you know, kind of carry forth her values of like, you know, following the golden rule um, and just, you know, treating each other uh, with love. Um, So I had a lot of good mentors that, uh, you know, kind of helped shape that. And so that was part of that gratification, too, where I was learning lots of skills along the way, a lot of people skills, communication skills, business skills, and those sorts of things. So that's where the seed planted. So fast forward again back to my uh, job at the university. It was going great, but it just wasn't fulfilling um, in, a, in a really, really super fulfilling sense. And so because of the seeds that had been planted, uh, over over really a series of years as I look back and think about it. Um, Again, coming back to that time I spent with my Mary Kay clients is that I enjoyed spending time with them. I didn't, of course, I wanted to make sales, but even if I didn't, I didn't get upset about it. I still felt like it was worthwhile. And Mary Kay Ash always said, you know, when you find something you love to do, you'll never work another day in your life. And so that was part of my soul searching too. It was like, What can I do that I can be passionate about and not worry about the income part? Because when you start focusing on income, you start focusing on money, then you just get greedy and there's never enough. Mm -hmm. But if you're focusing on helping other people, um, you end up getting blessed anyway. So, So next thing I knew, I was enrolling in the Salon Professional Academy in Iowa City in the aesthetics program, working at the same time and going to school at night and weekends. And... 11 months later, came out with my uh, certification for aesthetics and passed the state licensing test, so then I started seeking uh, physical space to open up my skin salon, because by, t- by the time school had ended, I realized that I was um, going to go to work for myself and start my own skin salon, and so that took a little bit of time, but then in June of 2011, um, Renewal Skin and Body opened its doors. Hooray! Right yeah so
1: that is amazing yeah and it feels like a seed was planted a long time ago yeah and you had no idea where that seed was gonna go absolutely How that journey was gonna take you but now you're a business owner yeah you're. absolutely
0: no yeah even you know 10 years ago if you would ask me I would have been like nah I don't think so I, I like research and and you know maybe I would have I, I would have been more likely to end up in like in a in a different research lab for instance mm-hmm. than to totally go back to school, Right, just something I didn't think I was going to do at that point. Um, yeah, that point in my life, you know, already, you know, married, a mom and all those sorts of things. But so there I was. The,
1: so what's the best part of your job now?
0: Ooh, there's so many things divine. Um, <laughs> I love working for myself. I love calling the shots for my business. Um, you know, it can be a two-edged sword because sometimes you want to hand off a decision to somebody else, but there's nobody, there's nobody else. else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just have
1: to do it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: So, um, but I can still say, you know, seven years or yeah, seven and a half years later, that I'm still very passionate about providing um, skin health, um, skin you know, skincare and 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 other other you know aesthetic services to clients um god sends me the greatest clients i just love my clients so if any of my clients are out there listening or listen to this later i just know that i love you and it's genuine and i appreciate you so
1: big right now
0: (laughs) 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 absolutely you know it cuts me to the core if i lose a client like that moves away or something like Mm -hmm. that i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) but but that's probably the biggest thing i just, just just love the clients that i have um you know, and I, I, again, I love being able to provide the service. And You know, I think, you know, God is really using me um, through this type of business. Um, like I said, it's, it's really fulfilling that purpose of helping people, um, not only the connections, but, you know, if they do have a skin problem, I'm helping them resolve that. Um, if they have a stress problem, I'm helping them resolve that. Um, sometimes people just need somebody to listen to, and I'm, you know, there to, to listen to them too, but... Um, so it's all that stuff together, you know. Um, yeah, so it's like there's just so many things that I like about working for myself and, and the actual work that I do. It's very gratifying.
1: You like skin and wellness together. like you. Absolutely. You, you treat the whole person and their skin. Yeah, I try to,
0: absolutely, because definitely there's so many things involved with um, the health of our skin, it's not just the products we put on our face, it's, you know, what kind of diet we have, um, you know, how much exercise we're getting, how much sleep we're getting. That's huge, um, which actually is a funny connection to the research in the lab that I used to work at, mm-hmm. but um, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many, you know, lifestyle things um, that uh, really, really show up more on the skin than, than our genetics do. So, so there is sometimes, you know, where I have to educate clients and we kind of have to walk through um, not just what products they're using, but you know those other components of their lifestyle mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm.
1: So, how do you think other people can get and follow their own passions?
0: Great question, Divine. Um, well, as we talked the other day, it's like you know, for 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 Christians out there who have a relationship with God, I mean, that's that's the source. That's 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 who's gonna really direct somebody into their true purpose and their true passion. Um, Prior to my relationship with God, which um, some people may be surprised, didn't happen until I was in my early 30s. Um, Prior to that, I mean, you end up doing a lot of the things that you find interesting or you like to do um, or you think you like to do, um, but you may be lacking that fulfillment. You may still feel that yearning of there's something more or there's something missing. Um, And I did that. You know, I loved the work that I did in uh with animals and in that research lab um and those did serve a purpose but it wasn't my godly purpose mm. so once i got in step with my godly purpose um and again it was it didn't have to be skin care that's just that was like sort of like the the vehicle it was like the how-to what god really was getting at was for me to touch people um so on that per- more personal connection it just happened you know probably because i was in the skincare business already that it became the vehicle to enable that to happen.
1: Yeah. So, so a relationship with God or, or their creator will bring about their passions yeah. and find out what they are here on purpose or for purpose to do.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So yeah, it definitely takes, again, if you're a Christian, then you want to pray to God about it and you want to actually listen to what his answer is. And, um, You know, if you don't know how to hear his voice, that's a whole nother thing you need to learn how to do. But um, but but definitely that's important. Um, And he will give you peace when you when you find the right answer, when you are in line with what he wants you to do. You're going to feel a huge peace about what you're doing.
1: Yeah. And when we talked earlier, you were saying that there's a difference between gifts and talent. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Sure. Now, again, I'm no expert on the subject, but just my personal um, view on it is that a lot of people are talented at different things, whether it's sports or whether it's singing or whether it's playing an instrument, um, acting, you know, whatever it is. A lot of people are talented. You know, a lot of people can learn to be good at something, but that doesn't mean that it's a gift. Um, to me, the difference is a, God uses. He may use a talent that you have, or he may give you a new one. Um, but the, I think the difference is that when it's a gift from God, He is expecting you to use that talent to glorify Him. Mm-hmm. So it's not supposed to be about us; it's supposed to be about Him. So when I think of my gifts, um, which would be music, um, you know, I can I can sing. A lot of people can sing, but if I'm singing to the glory of God, it it completely changes, um, sort of the, the message. I think, mm. you know, where it has that ability to affect people and um, again turn their the, the point is to turn their attention to God, not to like how well I sing or or maybe people don't think think I sing well. I don't know. <laughs> you <but>. sing amazingly.
1: <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs>
0: so I think that's the difference. Is that it becomes a gift when you're when you're using a talent. To glorify God, and He will bless you. So that's why I say, even if you're not super talented at something, um, you know, I'm like, I don't imagine that I could ever get a record contract if I went to audition for something. But, but God can still use my voice to glorify Him as a gift.
1: Yeah. So along the way, and on your path, you got a little bit of confirmation that you were on the right path, and you got some signs that you were on the right path. Can you talk about what that confirmation looked like and what what were some of the signs that you got, you know, through that process and that kind of carried you into this realm of skincare and helping people?
0: Oh, I would uh, so kind of started like when I was in the research lab, uh, you know, very comfortable with with what my job was and with the people I was working with. Um, you know, I started to become very Uncomfortable, mm. um, and it was hard to put my finger on. You know why? You know why am I not settled here? Um, and you know again, why am I not passionate about the research going on in this lab like everybody around me? And uh, so that was kind of you know discombobulating. It's like you know you know what's you know yeah I was is like it what's me? going on? yeah yeah what's,
1: <laughs> everybody else is stoked to be here. Everybody else is super juiced. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm going with the motions and I'm doing my job. I'm doing a good job. Right. But I'm just going with the motions and not feeling that, that yearn to do this further. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think when we're, when we're comfortable where we're at, we don't, we don't do anything to change. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily do anything to better ourselves. We don't, we don't, maybe don't want to do the work to do something different. And that's kind of where I was at. I was like, I'm comfortable at this job. Um, But then, so it was, you know, it took God to make me uncomfortable, Mm. to make me start thinking, maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to be anymore. You know, it served, it definitely served its purpose for for a period of time. But it was getting to where, okay, God was starting to make me really uncomfortable there. And, um, you know, and some things happened, you know, just in case, like, my... Professor is (laughs) listening. I don't maybe want to get into some details of what um, the catalyst was, um, because there was a couple that really kind of drove home. Okay, you know, it's 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 time to move on, Mm. and that's what began that 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 soul searching. And once I started to do that, once I started praying about it and asking God, what am I supposed to be doing? Again, he he just he kept confirming with um, those memories of being with Mary Kay clients and how much you know joy it brought. Um, he also uh, had planted seeds years prior that only in hindsight I was aware of. So he had planted a seed. And while I was still you know, working that research job, one of my cousins had started the Salon Professional Academy with another lady. Wow. And so she had told me about it. And so you know, there are like that seed was planted. I'm like, oh, I knew about it. I knew about the programs that they were going to offer. I knew that they were going to have the only part-time aesthetics program in the area. Um, so that seed was planted, but you know, I never, I didn't act on it. But during this time of meditation and prayer, it came back to me that, oh, wait, you know, if I, if, you know, kind of this beauty industry is what, you know, what God's pointing me to, then there's a way I can do it without quitting my job, which is very important. I couldn't just quit my job and go back to uh, like a full-time academic program.
1: Yeah, there's mouths to feed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And bills to pay. Exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, so so that was part of the confirmation. Um, again, going from uncomfortable to like leaning on, you know, asking him, asking him what, what he wanted me to do. And then... Um, there was kind of a short period of time between me thinking about the Salon Professional Academy again and when I, when I started to inquire at the school about, you know, the program and how much it costs and when does it start, it was going to start in like a month. And <gasps> <laughs> yeah, know. so you imagine me telling my husband <laughs> so that, ah, uh, here's what I'd away. like to do. <laughs> and yeah, we literally like went. To the admissions office there one week before classes started and there i was in class the following week Wow! and you know, God left out so he made me not understand some of the things about the program that in hindsight i might have talked myself out of it um so so that was a good thing that there were certain things that he kept from me and then once i got into the program and was committed then I just had to change my change my direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's all good. It's all good.
1: So when we talked earlier, you were saying how it's very important to know and hear God's voice and to recognize God's voice. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about that?
0: Sure. Um, so a long time ago, before I had a relationship with God, I definitely didn't know what people meant when they would say that God answered their prayer or when God would tell them things. I was like, yeah, right. I'm like, how do you know God yeah. is talking to you? Sounds a little iffy. <laughs> it sounded quite a bit iffy. Like, what? Because, you know, he's not a human here right. on earth speaking English. Um, but, yeah, so, again, this will go back to Mary Kay again. Um, I had a lot of great mentors in Mary Kay. And Mary Kay asked herself as a Christian, so she instilled Christian values into the company and my director was a Christian, and a lot of my Mary Kay sisters were Christians. So I was hearing, um, you know, a lot of people reciting scripture, or they were talking about how God, you know, answered their prayers, how God directed them, how God spoke to them. And went to this event, uh, we had a sort of a weekend um, retreat one time. And there was a, a lady speaking, and she happened to be a pastor at that time, and um, and she just ta- she told us about her journey and she told us how she came to hear God's voice and for her, um, she just literally asked God to speak in a language that she could understand and for her it was roses and that connects to Mary Kay because Mary Kay always liked this analogy of of women who come into Mary Kay who are you know kind of shy and and um, yeah you know kind of um, introverted it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they're kind of like she compared it to like a, a rosebud where the petals are all you know, kind of tightly closed. And then as they start to develop their confidence and their skills, they open up and then, you know, if you can just picture a fully open blooming rose. So it's that symbol of transformation. Um, so for this pastor that was speaking, the rose became her, her way of, of um, knowing when God was speaking to her. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. And then she talked about how, you know, after a while she was able to hear him in other ways. And so I basically asked God, I'm like, okay, it's worth asking. Yeah. Um, so I kind of asked God to do the same thing with me. Now in, in Mary Kay, one of my goals had been to become a director. And one thing that um, we do in Mary Kay is we do these positive affirmations. We have these goal charts. Um, and we were encouraged that if we wanted to be a director, to go ahead and pick out the name that we wanted when we became a director, a name for our unit And the name of my unit was going to be Becoming Butterflies. Yeah. So again, that symbol of transformation. I didn't want to copy Mary Kay with the rose, Mm -hmm. um, but mine was going to be Becoming Butterflies. And that's exactly how God chose to start speaking to me. I started seeing butterflies in places that I had, you know, literally walked past or things I had literally seen many times before but didn't really notice butterflies in them. It could be in a piece of artwork it could be on somebody's necklace or their earrings or on their sweater. Uh, it was amazing how I was flooded with butterflies, and it's kind of hard to 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 tell somebody who's never had that experience like why how I knew that seeing those butterflies was any different than anybody else seeing those same butterflies. Um, it was also sort of a internal emotion almost. Um, they were like magnified it was almost like neon sign when i would see those butterflies and so it was to catch my attention um and it might be to a person it might be to a song it might be to um something to read um whatever it was it was always almost, almost always confirmed that it was you know god's you know a way that god was trying to communicate with me and so that's how it started And that's why if um, you look at the logo for Renewal Skin and Body Center, there is a butterfly that's prominent in the logo, and that's to give credit to God for how he has blessed me and and how he's got me where I am today. But, uh, yeah, so I started with butterflies, and then um, now um, I can hear his voice through other people. Um, I I definitely read the Bible, and so I can read and hear his voice through that. Uh, But there's always some sort of confirmation. A lot of times it's the Holy Spirit, um, you know, making me feel it in my body as well.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. And that is beautiful. And it inspires me to ask that same question, to deliver the message in a way that I can understand Yeah, and then and then then be open to it. You have to be open to it and believe that that message will come too. Absolutely, you know, if you're closed off, it won't. It won't really work.
0: Exactly. If you're not open to hearing from God, you're not going to hear from Him. And He can send lots of messages to you. But again, if you don't understand His language, because God can speak in any language ever created and and not created. so sometimes, you know, we might, we might read the Bible or we might sit in church and we're totally clueless about what we've just read or what has been said. And, and sometimes it's because we aren't really open, but sometimes it's we don't understand his voice. Mm-hmm. Once you become willing to understand that, he makes sure that we do understand that.
1: So listeners, remember, ask the question, where are my passions what is my purpose show me in a way that i can understand yeah and pray and meditate on it and then watch how the world and the universe opens up to you
0: absolutely and
1: starts to reveal those answers to your questions yeah yeah so how did you build your faith so much to follow the lead of god
0: I'll go back again to my Mary Kay business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary Kay. Yeah, yeah, and this is not a sales pitch. I, I, I no longer am building my Mary Kay business, <laughs> but, but you know, and that's just one of those things in in the to, that to get me where I am today. God used that Mary Kay, um, and the connections that I made with the the wonderful, wonderful um, women that are that I was surrounded with, um, and you know, for a long, for a long time, I just, I didn't really have time to understand who God was or, you know, what being a Christian meant. Um, but again, being surrounded by all these Christian women who would be reciting scriptures and talking about, um, you know, taking Jesus as their business partner and how blessed their businesses were because of it. And I was struggling just time after time. It felt like I was hitting a brick wall with my business. I'm like, okay, finally, I'm like, all right, what is this Jesus thing? I've, I, you know, I've just got to find out if we, you know, if that's if that's the difference, then I'm willing to give it a shot. And so I, so there, I just I started opening my mind a little bit to at least learning about what it all meant. And once you do that for God, once you open that door just a crack, He will come in and He will basically f- flood you with knowledge, but flood you at a pace that you can handle. Mm. And for me, again, uh, one at another, at another Mary Kay event, <laughs> we were celebrating a new director, and she had gotten um, several copies of a book called The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkinson. Mm. And I was standing by her, and um, she turned to me, and she pulled out of her, her gift bag that book, and she handed it to me, and she said, Cindy, I think you need to read this book and you know being polite dear marge thank you so much uh, <laughs> i took the book and i'm like okay and you know i don't think she even understands to to this day like what the purpose of that was but that reading that book was a total total light bulb in my spiritual journey of starting to understand who god was and and i think you know god saw that i was now hungry for to learn more about him and to start a relationship with him and so i think it's, it's still a process all these years later um it's a constant process of of um you know being in god's word and listening to his voice and praying but uh but that's kind of how it started
1: yeah and it sounds like a real relationship the give and take the patience the openness the vulnerability
0: <laughs> vulnerability that's a good one yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and back and forth cuz you know I think a lot of other Christians can relate to the fact that we sometimes don't want to hear what God has to say about mm-hmm. certain things because we want things our way and when he's trying to tell us something different we can resist that and when we resist God's plan he's going to get his way he's going to get his <laughs> way anyway So you may take a crooked path instead of the straight path, but he's going to get you back where he wants you. So once you start to learn that it's just easier to surrender... and and follow him, then your life becomes so much easier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's still a process for sure. It is, yes,
1: totally a process. And it's something that you have to keep working at. Just like with any relationship, you don't just put in some work and then step away and say, well, I had a good conversation. We had some laughs.
0: Right. And so now
1: we're we're cemented for the rest of our lives. Right. No. no you have, you have to, to build memories. You have to build moments. You have to build trust. You have to build understanding, awareness Right. of yourself and the other entity or partner or whatever. Right. Just like with God.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a daily thing. And, you know, it's like, yeah, it would be easier if it was just, a, you know, I'd If it wasn't a daily thing, it would be easier. But unfortunately, there's also evil out there um, that's always trying to get at us. And so every day it's a decision who am I going to follow? Am I going to follow God or am I going to follow darkness? Mm. Every day. And sometimes, you know, we we, we Christians, we slip up all the time.
1: We are human
0: and all humans are sinners. So the key is to the the strong, in my opinion, the stronger your relationship is with God, the quicker you get back into the light and the quicker you get back on the path of righteousness.
1: That makes a lot of sense. I hope so. Uh, (laughs) So some people that listen to the show and some of my friends even don't believe in God. But we talk about the power of positive thinking, Mm -hmm. visualization, and manifestation. Mm -hmm. Do you think that those things are powerful, too?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And they certainly don't have to be, you know, exclusive of each other. But prior to me having a relationship with God, um, again, because of my Mary Kay friends, um, we were really into reading a lot of uh, self-help books and listening to a lot of motivational speakers, um, some that, on the top of my head, like John Maxwell, he's a great motivational speaker, Zig Ziglar, um, trying to think of ones that aren't Christian. Uh, Well, I'm not saying they're not Christian because I think they are, but, but they have self-help books that are more like, um, like every person. Yeah. Yeah. Like John, John Maxwell has a lot of books on leadership Mm. and like, you know, like five keys to, to leadership, I think. And, um, your roadmap to success is the name of another one I remember, uh, reading, Um, developing the leader within you and developing others around you. I mean, those are just a couple of titles and no, he didn't pay me anything to say that. (laughs) Um, But but anyway, I read, there's a lot of good books out there that will teach you um, how to, well, first of all, you got to recognize that you're having negative thoughts and it can be as simple as you telling yourself that you're fat or you're not smart enough to do something or you don't have the skills to do something. All that's negative talk. And the more negative talk you give yourself, the more your brain believes it. So um, you need to learn how to switch off those negative thoughts and replace them with positive thoughts. So, so those books will help you do it when you don't know how. Um, you can you know, certainly learn how to you know, write positive affirmations was something we did a lot in Mary Kay as well is you know maybe we had a phobia of getting on the phone so instead of you know telling ourselves oh i hate to get on the phone i hate to get on the phone to call my clients you got to turn that around into something positive and tell yourself i love getting on the phone all my clients are so happy to hear from me it's going to be a great hour of getting on the phone you know so things like that and you know whatever it is in your life that is maybe holding you back or that you have negative thoughts about um it's really important to turn those thoughts Into positive thoughts. And some people are visual. So for visual people, you want to have positive images to look at. Um, It may be pictures of um, something material that you want. It may be a picture of a degree that you want. It may be a picture of friends you want to have um, or a job or career that you want to have. Um, So you can, you know, make a, a poster or even like a notebook of pictures that Will give you those positive thoughts. Other people are, you know, they need words, um, so there's we can write out your positive affirmations, um, read those positive books. Um, other people are auditory, you know, they you can get a lot of those books on tape. Um, you can make your own positive tape too. I did, I've done that before. Was I literally? This is back when cassettes. Where, oh, where yeah. You
1: can still burn,
0: you know, uh, record a cassette. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a couple gold Or you uh, can get a little
1: t- digital recorder like right, I have. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and make your own files. Nowadays I guess voice yeah. memo on your iPhone <laughs> or, or, voice or whatever. memo on your iPhone. Yeah,
0: yeah so you can actually, you know, re- record yourself and it's and it's very powerful when it's your own voice mm. um as well, you know, t- feeding your feeding your own brain positive thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we talked about surrounding yourself with positive people. Mm-hmm. And one thing you had mentioned when we talked earlier is that you kind of become the five people that you hang out the most with. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, that's what I've
0: been told. Again, so, that's somebody else's research. But, but if you stop and think about it, I mean, like everybody right now can you stop and think about who do I spend the most time with on a daily or weekly basis? And a lot of times, you know, if we work a full time job, it's our coworkers or our patients or, um, you know, maybe if we work from the home, maybe we're spending time with people on TV or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it certainly could be like a spouse or siblings or parents or, you know, close relatives that we live with. But it's not always, you know, there's. There was many times where um, I spent more time with coworkers than I did with my daughter because she was at school. I was at work. You know, when you count the hours that we were together at night, um, it didn't add up to as many as I was spending with other people. So you really have to examine that because um, uh, again, negative thoughts or positive thoughts are contagious. You know, we've all we all have those people in our life who you know kind of leave you feeling like kind of icky. Mm-hmm. Like after you spent time with them, you you're like exhausted or you just feel yuck because a lot of times they probably suck you into their negativity whether they're complaining about things or just you know life isn't um you know better roses i call I,
1: those spiritual vampires ah that's a good analogy the vampires are real yes they suck they the life suck out of energy. you yeah yeah totally yeah and, and, you know, like, feel zonked.
0: and positive people have the same effect yep. but just in a more healthy mm-hmm. and positive way so we have to examine who we're, who we're surrounding ourselves with, and you know, granted, again, you have to be—you have to want to be better. You have to want to be a positive person. You want to, um, you have to, so you have to take a look, and you might have some hard choices to make. If you have negative people, whether that you work with or that you live with, you need to figure out, you know, how you can reduce your contact with those people, and maybe it literally is not spending time with that person anymore. Um, which, obviously, if you live with them, that's maybe not possible, but you could also, if you live with the person, you can also let them know talk or behavior that is unacceptable to you um, and lead them into, you know, kind of affecting them to have a more positive environment. Um, so, again, and, and if, if you find that you are surrounding yourself with a lot of negative people, then you need to find positive people um, to be around because, again, yeah, it is it's such a difference. You know, whether, yeah, whether you're around positive or negative people. Yeah. So you got to be careful. got to watch that.
1: Exactly. So hold that thought. I'm going to bring the weather. We're about 10 minutes behind on that part because I totally, it slipped my mind. So that's my fault. But the weather says that it's still 38 degrees outside, which is fabulous for December. And it's dark right now. So I can't tell if it's cloudy or not. But when I came in, it wasn't terribly windy and I won't complain because it'll only get colder after this week. So, um, so we did that. So how do you surround yourself with cool people if you don't know you're cool yet? <laughs> That's funny to <do>
0: Because <laughs> how many people think they're cool, you know? I think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> okay. But I think okay. you're pretty cool. All right. And look, we're together. They we're together. <laughs> so we're pretty cool people.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then I think you have to look for good role models that are mm-hmm. that are real. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked earlier this week, like you can't you can't pick somebody who is not in your physical space ever. Like you can't pick somebody you see on TV. You can't pick an athlete. You know, like an NBA star. You can't pick a movie star that is never gonna have, never gonna have a conversation with you. Oh
1: man, I know Lupita's out of the question. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lupita be my friend.
0: Yeah. So, so you know, if it's in a workplace, um, you know, look around and you pay attention to how people are talking. Um, Pay attention to, you know yeah, how, their language or what they, what they talk about and, you know, find those people that um, you kind of want to emulate, uh, who have that, who, who you think has a more positive attitude than you do or somebody who's in a position that you want to have. You need to, you know, look, look out those people and find a way to get into their, into their space on a, you know, on a regular basis. Uh, or maybe it's even higher, and you know, you can, there's a lot of life coaches out there these days, Um, and that is what they do, they are, they are positive people that, that want to get in your orbit, and they want to influence you in a positive way, Um, so that's something you could do as well, Um, and in your home life, again, you may not be able to change who is there, but you can help change how they, what their mindset is, you can help shape how they talk, and and, and the behaviors that they do and things by, you know, what you're willing to accept and what you're not.
1: Yeah. And my brother sometimes says, surround yourself with people that have what you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're never going to move ahead if you surround yourself with people who are, you know, sort of behind. And I don't, and I don't mean that to be like an elitist or, you know, kind of thing, but you know, if, if your goal is to, um, you know, be like the president of a company. Then, uh, you know, then you you can't necessarily surround yourself um, to the person who mows the lawn. And again, not that there's anything with mowing the lawn. We yeah, need people to mow just the try lawn. To get a mentor but like a CEO. Yeah, yeah. You need somebody who's going to take you that you can, you know, kind of either follow in their footsteps or you can learn from to get you where you're going.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it seems like connection to positive people brings you closer to God. Is that true for you?
0: I guess I would say that it, I don't know if I could separate the two out. Mm. Um, I know Christians who are very positive people, and I know Christians who are not super positive people. Mm-hmm. But you can still choose who you spend more time with.
1: True, facts, <laughs> facts.
0: And I, yes, and I definitely know non Christians who fit both categories as well so again you just you really have to sort through and and again well i mean certainly god can guide you um yeah i don't know if i I don't think that's a very good answer to your question cool
1: no yeah it does um you know some people ask the question or or present it out there that they want god to clear out all the things that don't belong to them and mm-hmm. that includes some people. Mm-hmm. It includes some things. Maybe it's spring cleaning in your apartment or in your house. But maybe it's spring cleaning in your relationships. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've got to limit the time that you spend with the with naysayers. Absolutely. With negative Nancy's or yes. Toms. Yes, because it's is. so
0: easy to get stuck down in that. You know, totally. you know how we are. The minute the minute somebody complains about something, we're like, oh yeah, you know. You, and then you explain some similar experience that you had, uh-huh. or something. Or if if they're thought like maybe they complain about you know food, you were liking it, but all of a sudden when they say they don't like it, all of a sudden you don't like You're it.
1: Like, yeah,
0: it is a little salty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it. Yeah. So you know, and it works for simple stuff like that, but it obviously works for major stuff in your life too.
1: And it's wild that you said that emotions were contagious because last week we talked to Lance, and that's based on his entire research project. Is yeah. how is emotional contagion is what he calls it, and the people that you care about the most have the most effect on your emotional well-being.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I would totally agree with that, and I'm sure right? psychologists who can explain that in a much more academic mm-hmm. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So how have you instilled positive thinking in your family? And has positive thinking affected your family life?
0: Oh, I imagine it has. Um, luckily, I started on my positive journey, so to speak, before my daughter was born. Um, and, you know, and I never, I don't, well, at least I don't think I did. My husband might correct me on this, but <laughs> I don't think I ever, you know, like criticized him um, if he was negative or something like that. Um, you know. So I think it was kind of a gradual process. As, as I started to, um, you know, start to change the way I thought and to, you know, kind of be more aware of what I was putting out, um, you know, it, it's contagious, again. So, like, you know, if I'm all happy and being positive about something, you know, how can he be the opposite? It's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so... So that helps. And do are we positive 100% of the time? No, absolutely
1: not. I almost hope not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because we're, we're those types of people that, that really enjoy the positive energy and see the upswing of things and see things on the sunny side of the street. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to be realistic yeah. and pragmatic. Yeah, like I would sometimes, agree that too. Sometimes things just aren't so rosy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not always sunshine and butterflies. One time I made a status like that, and my brother was like, whoa, are you okay? <laughs> because I'm usually sunshine and butterflies. <laughs> but he's was like, Dubai, are you cool? Because you said life isn't sunshine, and that's your life. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but it's true. You know, you can be positive 100% of the time, but you can be positive like 85%, 90% of the time.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. So by the time our daughter came along 18 years ago um, – Again, I was already, you know, like I had cleaned up my language. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, whenever she, as she grew up and and she would be negative about things, um, we didn't really let her get away with it. Mm. You know, we didn't let her bash herself about, um, you know, academics or, you know, any anything that she was involved in. If she thought that she wasn't measuring up and would, you know, kind of vent about that, um, we just wouldn't accept it. We didn't just go along and be like, yeah, you're right. You're really, you're really terrible at that.
1: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> so, you know, there's where, you know, as a parent, you really got to be careful how you talk to your, your children. Um, because just like what you say to yourself, you know, what you, what you tell your children, um, you know, it definitely affects their development as well. So, so I, I hope my daughter would, would say that, both you know her father and myself I I hope she would say that that we brought her up in a you know majority positive environment
1: Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that that affects like her friendships and her little world and she's such a beautiful beautiful person and I'm sure that that has a lot to do with your positivity and your belief in love for God well, I hope because so. It was contagious for her, too, because she accepted God. Yeah. And and, and that's more
0: important than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was 11 years old when she accepted Jesus Christ as her savior. Mm-hmm. And she's still active. Um, and now she's a she's a freshman here at Iowa. And she, yeah, <laughs> <Go walk. laughs> she's beautiful on the outside and she's beautiful on the inside. And she's always made great choices with her friends. And and I, and I do have to think, you know, either it's, it, it's because, because of her faith or influenced by her faith um, or, or, you know, God's just blessing her by, you know, surrounding her with, with friends. But, you know, I, she does have a good discernment on the character of people, I think. And, um, you know, of course, you know, growing up, she, you know, we had slumber parties at our house. And so you get to know the, the, the girls a little bit better than just seeing them at, at school. Um, and I was just always really impressed with her group of friends and, we just we never really my husband and I were always waiting when is she going to become that rebellious rebellious teenager when is she going to lash out when is she going to you know go nuts and like get into drugs and alcohol and other things like that and she she never to this day not a drink not a not a cigarette not a drug um hasn't even I won't embarrass her by saying what I was about to say. But okay. anyway, she <laughs> she hasn't had a date. But, uh, okay. <laughs> hopefully, she'll never listen to this. <laughs>
1: she's totally gonna. I know.
0: <laughs> so I think you know we've had it. We've had it pretty easy compared to a lot of parents um, who have had teenagers that have hit that that stage of development where they kind of want to go their own way. But and and she's independent. She's she is independent minded. So it's not that she doesn't make her own choices. She just makes smart choices and she makes choices that, um, that I think, you know, she, she, I don't know if she's definitely makes her choices based on what her parents would approve of, but I hope that's a little bit of it, but more than that, I hope she's realizing that God's watching everything she does too. So Mm -hmm. that's more important.
1: Yeah. It sounds like she sees the bigger picture.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what do you do creatively?
0: <laughs> I'm laughing. <'cause> she laughs.
1: <laughs> Divine and <average>.
0: <laughs> when we were talking about this earlier in the week, I was like, I don't think I'm creative. I guess I to and me, then I
1: mentioned music, yeah, and writing affirmations is creative, yeah.
0: And... So I'm not creative in the artsy sense. And that's kind of what I connect to the word creativity. I'm not creative in the artsy sense. I can copy other people's creativity in, in terms of, like, artsy things. Um, but, yeah, Divine's, Divine's right. Um, you know, music does creativ- It does involve some creativity. Um, I'm not so creative as to write music or write lyrics, um, but I can still, you know, kind of take somebody else's work and, and be creative in that way. Um, and... I've had a lot of jobs and situations of problem solving. And of course, that that a lot of times takes some great creativity in, you know, taking somebody's problem or even just a a task and trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way to, you know, what's the best way to do this? And a lot of times there's more than one way to get to the end result. And so that I think, you know, I'm a very detailed person um, and things need to make sense to me. I'm very good at things that have a step one step two step three step four um but if something doesn't make sense or if it seems like there's more steps than necessary to get to the end result then I'm the one to ask like well why do we need to do it that way when we could just do it this way (laughs) and end up with the same result but you know something that's easier so in that way I guess I'm got a little creativity in me that's
1: powerful and I wish I had that because I find the most difficult way to do everything oh no <laughs> I promise I do even at work sometimes I'm like we're doing projects and I'll just do the step one two three four five six seven and my co is like well why don't we just do this and I'm like that makes perfect sense <laughs> so I'm like are her <laughs> great. yes so where can people find you
0: so business-wise, um, again, I'm here in Iowa City. The name of my skin salon is Renewal Skin and Body Center. It's located at 347 Scott Court in Iowa City. You can find my website at renewalskinandbody.com. Or my email is renewalskinandbody@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, those are all the questions I have for you, Cindy. Thank you so much for being on a moment with Divine. Oh,
0: thank you for having me.
1: This was amazing.
0: I hope somebody thinks so. (laughs) I'm
1: inspired. I mean, if nothing else, you touch me. You touch my heart. Oh, good. So I'm going to ask more questions from God. I'm going to start looking for signs. I'm going to be making sure that I stay open and aware of myself and my surroundings so that I can know you know, where God's leading me so that I can make good decisions like you did. Oh, well, thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you all for listening. Tune in next year in January for more on livelihood, spirituality, and creativity. I will be taking a break for Christmas and New Year's, but I'll be back about the third week in January to bring you more good vibes. Until then, remember the universe, God, the creator, however you want to label the omnipotent unknown power that brings us life and blessings. That source is always listening and waiting for you to ask the right questions to get you on the right path towards your ultimate passion towards success. Be mindful with your thoughts and words as your emotions are contagious and your words and thoughts can become your reality. Thank you all for an outstanding year. Please do DM me with comments and suggestions on Instagram and Twitter at Divine. That's D-I-V-I-I-N. Thank you for listening to 89.7 FM, K-R-U-I, Iowa City, Sound Alternative. Until next year, take care of yourselves and each other. Support for K-R-U-I is brought to you in part by the Angler Theater. The Englert highlights the talents of local performers, artists, ensembles, and also
0: hosts regional, national, and international touring performances. The Englert is located at 221 East Washington Street. For more information, call 319 688